Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home, and true Southern sister, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. Oh, I have to tell you, Nick, it is autumn in the South. Oh, it is. You finally feel it in the air. It is. There's no turning back now. We waited a long time for it to actually get cool. There you go. And, and I'm so I'm sure you're happy. You get to uh, keep the boots out. Yeah. You don't oh, here, have here. to worry Look, about it. Check these out. Yeah. You see those? Oh, those are cool. Aren't those, those awesome? Nice. Okay, I've got the fun little black uh, black suede <laughs> boots with the little lace-ups and the fur around the, uh, yes. around the ankle. Yes. It's kind of fun and kind of warm. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, thank you for joining us today. I have to tell you, just the... the being able to come in and, and talk to you guys every Saturday about Southern culture, life in the South, and the role that great Southern women play in the South is just it's just so near and dear to my heart. And, you know, Rick, Nick, I've been on the road a lot lately. I've had book, I had three book signings last weekend mm. and running into people that I'm meeting there who've been listening to the show awesome. and just are just giving me the nicest feedback about it, enjoying uh, a lot of our segments and enjoying our Southern narrative, which mm. we do in the final segment every Saturday. It's our final segment of the hour where we share stories from across the South. And I'm telling you, I just had some great feedback this past week about ladies that had listened to the show and loved the stories. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Yes. And folks, we love your feedback anytime. I don't have to run into you at a book (laughs) signing. You can email me at radio at southernsistershome.com. Let us know what you like about the show. And if there's something you don't like, well, you just... Keep that to yourself. No, <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> if, you, if we can improve anything or change anything or you have some segment ideas, by all means, we would love to hear that from you. So anyway, it has been a busy weekend. I went from, let's see, Greensboro, Georgia to Meridian, Mississippi. Okay, oh, wow. That's I did. A good little road trip there, all the way out there, nice. and then and then back to Cartersville, Georgia, last ah. night. So it's the time of year when a lot of my sweet little mom and pop gift boutiques that carry my cookbooks start having their holiday events. Mm-hmm. So they'll bring me in, and I get to come in and do cookbook signings and meet the customers and talk to them and. I tell you, Meridian, Mississippi was awesome. And I technically killed two birds with one stone <laughs> because my stepson is in, uh, he is a Marine aviator. So he is in flight school at the uh, Naval Air Station in Meridian, oh, Mississippi. Oh, there you go. And you know, I had, nice. been, I had been thinking for a while because I've got about, about 3,000 stores across the South that carry my cookbooks. One neat thing about these stores, one thing they all kind of have in common is they are all independently owned, mom and popped. Mom and pop gift and boutique type stores. That's awesome. I love it. Those are the favorite, my favorite little stores to go into. Mine honestly. too. Yeah, because you can sit there and have a conversation with the person at the counter while you you're can. looking around, and it's just it's awesome. It's it's a wonderful way. It's it's a, a wonderful sort of American thing. You oh, know, these yeah. little Main Street stores, mm-hmm. very patriotic, and you know, my cookbooks are not sold in bookstores or chains or big box stores. I'm in the mom and pop stores. Those are my bread and butter, and have been since my first book came out six years ago. So to be able to go and hang out on a Saturday and meet the customers and sign books and talk to them. It's just a a wonderful, wonderful thing. That's awesome. You can reach hearts a lot closer in those small communities and small little stores than you can at the big... uh department bookstore. Indeed. Absolutely. Indeed. So I arrived in Meridian and we got to hang out. My husband and I got to hang out with his son, my stepson and his new wife. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And then on Sunday, uh, I had my Christmas open house at a beautiful store called Plant the Earth. 
Plant the Earth. It is a gift boutique and garden store. Ooh. Okay. So when I first went, uh, I had I had the signing on Sunday. I was kind of trying to find the store, and I, I finally did. And I was like, wow, there was nobody there when I first drove by. And it was just kind of a nondescript little building kind of on the side of the road <laughs> with a gravel parking lot <laughs> in kind of a, you know, rural rural kind of area yeah. shall we off say off the beaten path off the beaten path and at first i was like maybe i've got the wrong address you know maybe this isn't the mm-hmm. place uh but when the time came for the signing i parked in the garage i'm parked in the parking lot and i walked in and the door opened and it was the most beautiful store. There was nothing really on the outside of the store that would give you an indication of this gorgeous store that was on the inside. They must have had 12 employees, all these these wonderful ladies in these cute little aprons, and they were bedazzled for Christmas. And I'm telling you, I broke almost all my record sales for cookbook sales on Sunday at that little place. Wow. That's little awesome. little tiny Mississippi town, and I'm telling you, we sold out of cookbooks. Nice. Yes, that's they, they, awesome. They told me that Sister Schubert had been there the year before for the same Christmas uh, event. There you go. You know, the little uh, she she sells the little uh, biscuits or yeah, whatever in the yeah. yeah Sister Schubert. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's one of the, my the best things about my job. In addition to talking to you folks every Saturday, is being able to be on the road and go and visit my customers and my stores. It, it's been a busy week, mm-hmm. Nick. It's it's um. For those of you, <laughs> I'm assuming everybody here voted. And so we are yes. all kind of re- recovering, I guess, from a very emotional uh, week. <sighs> yes, right? very much so. I, my husband and I were up until 3.15 in the morning watching the <laughs> watching the returns come in. I will say, no more late things, please. Uh, the no. World Series, I stayed up late. Yeah. The election, I stayed up late. I need to catch up on my sleep. I was going to say, yeah, you know, you're getting old now. You can't, you can't. You're get, <laughs> Thanks, you, Jenny. You're an old man of t- 20-something, right? You can't stay up like you used to in your young days. <laughs> Burn the candle at both ends too much already. I know. I'm, I'm, mess- I'm so messing with you. Well, listen, guys, we are recovering from that, and it's all going to be just fine. It is. You know, here in the South, we have all kinds of intestinal fortitude, and I know there's a lot of people that are happy and a lot, and some that aren't so mm-hmm. happy, uh, but I can tell you it's, 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 gonna, it's a new day for America, and it's I think gonna, it's all going to be just fine. going to be all right. It's going to be all right. <laughs> now, it is also, as you, as you guys may recall, this week we have had Veterans Day, mm-hmm. right? Veterans Day was yesterday, um, and I just want to give you guys a little insight. For those of you that may not know the history of Veterans Day, it was formerly known as Armistice Day. And it was originally set as a U.S. holiday to honor the end of World War One. Right. At that time, it officially took place on November 11th, 1918. Later on in 1938, legislation was passed that would dedicate November 11th to the cause of world peace and thereafter be celebrated and known as Armistice Day. Now, that that survived for a while in 1954 after World War Two and the Korean War. The Congress decided to amend the Act of 1938, strike out the word armistice, and instead insert the word veterans. With the approval of this legislation on June 1st, 1954, November 11th became a day to honor American veterans of all wars. And how awesome that we have a day in this country to do that. Yes. Because we wouldn't be here without them. That we is for sure. We, we owe every everything that happened this this week, folks. Everybody's rights to say what they want mm-hmm. and, and protest or not protest the way they want. We can thank it to the freedoms and protections given to us by these very veterans. Yes. Right. Now, I have to tell you, being a Southern woman and as so many of you out there are, if you're listening or if you're within the sound of my voice and you're listening, you are either one, a Southern woman or two, you are a Southern man that knows and loves a Southern woman. Mm. Every man in the South knows at least one Southern woman. Oh, yes. And probably loves at least well, at least one Southern woman. At least woman. one. <laughs> well, I mean, not more than one. 
not well, more than one well, your wife mama and your sister at a time. And your, yes. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, all the different types of women in your life. But listen, we're going to throw a Southern Sister Spotlight. I found this woman on Facebook, and I am fascinated with her. Okay, mm-hmm. I was kind of researching Southern women and their accomplishments. Her name is Veronica Surrey, and she is from Beaumont, Texas. She posted a picture of herself on Facebook. It's her profile picture. Um, she is a U.S. Army uh, military police officer. Nice. Her profile picture is her standing next to her uh, her police car. She's in her fatigues, you know, her camo, mm-hmm. camo and she's got her big old gun on her <laughs> hip and her hat on, and she is tough and bold and brave and beautiful, all wrapped into one. This is what she She said in her post this week, she said, I, Veronica Surrey, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. So help me, God. And then she further said, I took this oath when I enlisted and reenlisted in the United States Army. My oath never expires, nor does it have a shelf life. Veronica Surrey. Awesome. Southern Sister Spotlight. Absolutely. Love her. I love Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to share her her uh, her photo and her little uh you know pledge here that she took her oath that she took um on our on our blog on Southern Sisters. It's not just we have so many reasons to be proud of so many of our Southern Sisters, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Especially and, the ones who are veterans. Right. Or active duty right now. I Thank know. Thank you so much for your this service. such a wonderful occasion. And I'm so glad that we have a national holiday to celebrate and set this aside. Uh, you know what? We have got some fun stuff coming oh, up on yes. the show today. Hello, you guys. It's autumn, so we are talking autumn comfort food. Oh, yes. Pot Roast 101. Oh, yeah. And not your ordinary pot roast. Mm. No, Nick. Now, this is a special one. I'm going to talk you through it, folks. We're also going to talk about 10 things that every Southern woman ought to know And you guys are going to love our Southern narrative this week. We'll be right back. Turn off the telly, Nelly. Come to the table, Mabel. Now sit up straight, Kate. It's time to eat, Pete. Have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Get with the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. I love that song. It's such a good song. And it's so true at my house. You know, Nick, if you come to my house, you're going to eat. Hey, that's And that's in traditional yeah. Southern home. Isn't yeah, it, it is. It's, I have eat. a very traditional Southern home. got to eat. We eat all the time, three times a day plus snacks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, it is autumn, and this is our food segment. So we are going to have some fun in the kitchen tonight. I'm telling you, nothing is better than, you know, cold outside, right? The, the wind's blowing. It's autumn. You know, you got that, that autumn smell in the air. And then you come inside. What is, think of that feeling when you walk through the door and you can smell, you know, a nice home cooked mm-hmm. pot roast cooking in the oven. Mm-hmm. It's so comforting, it isn't does. it? It's, it makes it doubly as warm when you come into the heat from it outside. It does. So true. I've been known to turn around and walk back out. So that I can come back in again. Enjoy it again. And enjoy it one more time. <laughs> and guys, boy, I'm telling you tonight, we have got an awesome, welcoming comfort food supper for you guys. And I want to share with you just a little bit about my thoughts, I guess, when it comes to preparing meals in the kitchen, especially those comfort food dinners. You know, it, it is my opinion that attitude is everything when it comes to success in the kitchen. Well, that and a really good chuck roast, mm. Nick, I'm telling you. A little wine doesn't hurt either. 
you know. I will agree with that. Sometimes I put it in the food. <laughs> More of it goes into me. No, teasing. Now, most importantly, you guys, you want to allow yourself a little bit of freedom to experiment. Now, recipes, as I've always said, and, and I'm a woman who writes cookbooks, and I'll tell you, recipes are guides. That's how I've always viewed them. If you don't care for something, change it. If you've got a different idea, try it. You may or may not be pleased with the outcome, but you will be a better cook for having tried. Mm -hmm. Now, also, do not fear failure. Okay? Don't be afraid. Some of my best recipes have come about after a string of, shall we say, less than stellar results. (laughs) (laughs) So just never give up. Now, tonight's menu is practically no fail. I love pot roasts because they are the most forgiving Mm -hmm. of all the braised meats. It's kind of hard to mess them up. You can experiment with them all day long and they will still likely be delicious. Now, their savory aroma will draw your guests to the table in a trance-like state. You know that stage, yes. right? Just all you I can see. I have been is... in it many times. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, I'm telling you, pot roast has that kind of power. Now, tonight, we are doing my very favorite pot roast recipe. I make this on a regular basis. Uh, it's got a great technique, and you guys, I think you're going to love it. This is my balsamic glazed pot roast with sun-dried tomatoes. Mm. I also throw some mushrooms and some onions in there. This may very likely be the only pot roast recipe that you will ever need. I'm gonna, we're going to kind of talk about it a little bit, and I'm also going to post it on my website. Always remember, guys, all the recipes that we talk about are on the website, southernsistershome.com. Just click on the blog, beautiful photos, yes. and easy recipes. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's make some pot roast. Roll up your sleeves. Okay, we're going to preheat the oven to 350 degrees. You're going to want a three to four pound chuck roast. Okay. Now, the chuck roast is not always necessarily the the uh, tenderest of all the cuts, yes. right? And it can be a little bit fatty, but that's what you want. When you are slow cooking a pot roast, you can basically whip these roasts into mm-hmm. submission, okay? That's okay. This is going to come out so succulent and delicious. Now, you're going to uh, cut your roast into about 6 to 8 pieces. If you have you can leave some of the fat on. If you have big massive chunks of fat on there, go ahead and cut those out. In a 5 to 7 quart Dutch oven, okay? So a good size one. You're going to heat about 4 tablespoons of oil over medium high heat. You're then going to add your meat in a single layer, right, and brown them, okay, three to four minutes on each side. You're not cooking them all the way through. You're just browning Mm -hmm. them. Okay, now you may need to brown the meat in two batches. The trick to browning meat like this for a pot roast is you don't want the meat touching each other. You don't want the pieces Mm -hmm. touching each other. You need to get air around those pieces, If you crowd them, then the meat's going to kind of steam. It's not going to get that nice, crusty caramelization on the bottom, and that's what you're going for, okay? So if you do it in two batches, that's fine. Brown it on each side for three to four minutes, and then remove the meat to a separate plate and just set it aside. All right. Now we're going to go back to the back to the pot, back to the Dutch oven. You're going to add another two tablespoons of oil, two large chopped onions, so two large onions chopped up. An 8-ounce package of Baby Bella sliced mushrooms, or the kind of your choice. You need about 8 ounces. And one 3-ounce package of sun-dried tomatoes. Now, I I don't necessarily use the ones in oil. I use the ones that are in the packages Mm. that are dried, okay? Because we're going to cook this, and they're going to plump back up and absorb all that moisture and be amazing, all right? So you're going to add all of that to the Dutch oven, and you're going to saute it until the onions are tender, You're then going to add about two tablespoons of flour. Now, folks, what this is going to help it do is once we add all of our liquids, that's going to help that liquid to thicken up Mm. a little bit so you have a nice, consistent gravy. All right. So add two tablespoons of flour, okay, and stir it for a little while. Then you're going to add two cups of beef stock, 
And now you're going to deglaze the pan. Okay. So we have all those wonderful brown bits that are on the bottom of the pan from the meat. Mm -hmm. And then you've got all of those, you know, the mushrooms and the onions and the sun-dried tomatoes. In goes your two cups of beef stock. And then you're going to deglaze the pan by scraping up any brown bits with a spoon. Nice wooden spoon is what I use. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to add a third of a cup of balsamic vinegar. All right. Two-thirds cup of red wine or a little more. You know, I play around with that part. Two thirds in the some more on the side. A sip for Ginny, a sip for the roast, a sip for Ginny. Okay, then we need also to add three um, three minced garlic cloves. Okay, and one tablespoon. Excuse me, one teaspoon of smoked paprika. Now, folks, if you haven't discovered smoked paprika, let me tell you, it's amazing. It's got that wonderful earthy, smoky flavor. It just adds that little hint of smokiness Mm -hmm. to it. That's just fabulous. All right, then two teaspoons of salt and one teaspoon of Pepper. You're going to stir it until the ingredients are combined, all right? And then you're going to go get your, your chuck roast that's sitting on a plate. You're going to return all those pieces back into the pot. Mm-hmm. Just nestle them down inside all those wonderful uh, veggies that you cooked and all those wonderful liquids. Nestle them down in there. And I'm telling you, when you go back for that plate of chuck roast, those pieces, there's going to be a lot of juices that have kind of come mm-hmm. out of that. Pour it all back in. You want okay. every little bit of those juices right from the meat, Okay. Okay, so we've turned it back to the oven. Now, here's the trick, and this is my fun technique for the pot roast. You're going to lay a piece of heavy-duty aluminum foil on top of the Dutch oven and carefully press it down until it touches the entire surface of the pot roast, right? You're making an airtight seal. Got it? Then you're going to seal the edges of the foil by crimping them around the top of the Dutch oven and then put your lid back on. Press it down nice and tight. Got it? Pop it into the oven for two hours. That's all it takes. Huh. So this is not an all day long cooking kind of thing. I've See what never I'm saying? even heard of that idea oh, before. Oh, but that, hello. Yes. Wow. I wish you could. No, first of all, look at this picture. You folks in TV and in radio land can't see oh it. Oh my but, goodness. You yeah. have to go online just looking at the pictures. I want to make this right now. Go, oh, go, go to my delicious. website. Go to my website and you'll be able to check oh, it out. Yes. This is the most succulent, amazing pot roast. I, I, I get more wonderful feedback on this particular recipe, more so than really almost anything else that I make <laughs> in the wintertime. Um, there you go. Balsamic glaze pot roast recipe is on the website. Make wow. it tonight. Oh, yes. Make it for someone you love. Now, I serve it with my easy almond rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the recipe for this will also be on my website. Basically, it's just a good, um, just a, 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 you know, sort of aromatic rice. I added a cup of about slivered, uh, about one cup of slivered almonds to it just to give it that little it, bit it of does. crunch. It does add mm-hmm. that. Now, I've also served it over mashed potatoes. Now, if I'm serving this with mashed potatoes, I will literally put a mound of mashed potatoes on the plate and spoon this balsamic glazed pot roast oh. and gravy right on top of the potatoes. Oh. Hello. Now, I like to mix textures and flavors so when I have something that's heavy and warm and savory like this, I like to pair it with something cool and fruity. So, guys, on the website, uh, my, an accompaniment to this dish is my cherry gelatin salad. And Ooh. it is. And, you know, gelatin salads are really, quite frankly, uh, underrated, in my oh, opinion. Oh, they are. They, they definitely are. They are delicious and sweet. And, yes. and, and they're not too much of a pain in the butt. No, they're, they're not. not. No, they're not. And this one is so amazing. It's done with cherry, uh, cherry pie filling and... Uh, crushed at pineapples. It's amazing. Ooh. Folks, it's a great accompaniment and very colorful, too. It'll be on my website. Now, we are going to wrap it up here, guys, with my mer- molasses crinkle cookies. Gotta I got to tell you, dessert for that happy, happy, happy. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's a, it's a whole bunch of love is what it is in a bowl. The, web- uh, the recipe is going to be on my website. Once again, southernsistershome.com. Clip on the blog. Now, I'm going to I'm going to kind of run over it quickly. Molasses is the dark brown kind of syrupy byproduct of sugar cane when it's been refined into sugar. 
Okay, so it's deep sweetness combined with ginger and cinnamon and nutmeg and cloves. Give my molasses crinkle cookies a wonderfully you know, rich and spicy mm. flavor. So it's everything you love about cookies. Butter, sugar, eggs, molasses, right? Mm. Ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, and ground cloves. This is easy to whip up. Sometimes I even double it and freeze half the dough there you go. so I can whip some up yeah. later. It is easy. It is. You drop them by heaping teaspoonfuls onto an ungreased baking sheet. Bake them for about 10 to 11 minutes. Go to the website, guys. This will be your new favorite cookie recipe, certainly in the autumn and, and, that, and the winter. Say, that just screams fall with the nutmeg. I know. And the cl- oh, man. Right? I want to go home and cook right now. I'm about to say, I'm, you may be on your own for the rest mm, of the show, Jenny. Yeah, I'm going to take your recipes and I'm gone. You know, I'm going to bring you some of these next week to the studio. What do you think? Uh-oh, we're going to have a, a mob outside right? the studio when you come in. I know. I never bring I never bring food. Everybody's been complaining. I need to be a good radio food food talk host and bring some bring some yummy cookies to the folks in the studio. Yum. And guys, I hope you enjoy these recipes. Check it out on my website and we'll be right back. Hey, this is a party, Marty. You get the cherry. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them and adore us. I know, yes. right? <laughs> We've talked about that before, the, the importance of adoration. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, well, 10 things every Southern woman should know. That is the topic of this segment during this hour. And well, quite frankly, there are a lot of things that every Southern, Southern woman should know. We just don't have time to cover all 5,000 of them. That's very true. Right? It depends on what you're talking about. Sounds like a rough top 10 list for you. Exactly. You know, but these are things that are very, I would say, down-to-earth practical uh, ideas and suggestions uh, for the way Southern women live their lives. Mm -hmm. And also, I think what we're doing with this particular segment is we're addressing some maybe misconceptions, maybe even some outright lies that are told to women, um, maybe within the media just, com- you know, or in commercials on yeah. television, ideas and concepts that maybe some women have come to believe is true that, that aren't really. Well, there you go. Yeah. So shatter that. I'm, g- I'm going to shatter that. Good. You know, I'm going to shatter it right now, guys. Now, listen, these are practical. All right. So and I would love y'all's feedback on it. You know, you can always give me feedback on these segments by emailing me at radio at Southern Sisters Home dot com. All right. Number one, you're going to laugh about this one. All right. This is something that women just need to accept. Okay. Everyone has some roles when they bend over. <laughs> love your love your body. <laughs> now, some don't some have roles even when they don't bend over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, let me ask you this question because because I do believe that we as women are some of the hardest judges of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We tend to judge ourselves harsher than than others do, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, women are very hard on themselves. Uh, sometimes I do believe it's because there are this set of impossible standards that have been set for us, um, all you have to do is turn on the television or look at social media and see what kind of is the accepted norm, you know, in yes. our society about the way a woman should look, the way our, a woman should behave. Um, and so we sort of start to believe those things, even the ones that aren't based in reality. All right. But let me ask you this question, because the, the number one tip here is you should know to love your body. Now, let me ask you this. You, let's say you have more than one child. You do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the question would be then pose this to yourself. As a woman, Nick, <laughs> just you can give me some feedback on this. No, no. Do you do you love one of your children more than the others based on their physical attributes? And probably not. 
So no. So why would you hold yourself to a different standard? I'm the mother of four children. I can tell you it means it matters not at all to me what they look like. Of course, I want them to be healthy, as we all do, right? Um, But certainly, I do not love one more than the other based on anything that has to do with their physical attributes. And yet we as women oftentimes, um, you know, we, we, we try to fit these impossible standards that are set by the media and pop culture. And uh, what we end up with is a lot of self-loathing, quite frankly. I, I will say as a man, you ladies are much tougher on yourselves than you should be because you are much tougher on yourselves than we as men are. Yes. For sure. Right. And you know, a lot of times, and I've heard this say about the male psyche, and maybe you can provide some insight here, <laughs> is that you guys are not judging us the way that we judge ourselves. Absolutely not. Right? Absolutely not. All right. If you say you think we're beautiful, you mean it. That's not just a false. And that, and that doesn't mean outward appearance only. No. That makes a huge difference right. to most every man in the world mm-hmm. is how you conduct yourself. Absolutely. That has a lot to do with it. has a lot to do with attractiveness. Do with Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Number one. Okay. So now number two. Now, how about this? Showing your emotions is a sign of strength, not weakness. Now, I, I will confess I showed some of my emotions in traffic today on the way to the studio. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> Better. You know, I, I, we don't always have to hold it all together. Now, let's qualify this by saying that there are appropriate places and inappropriate places to display certain emotions. Right? Yes. <laughs> so I think what we're, what we're talking about here, guys, is just sort of that need that you always 100 percent of the time have to be in control of your emotions in the sense that there are certain ways you act and certain ways that you don't. It's okay to let it out sometimes. Yes. Okay. A little righteous anger every now and then carefully placed. Hey, Jesus displayed anger. Uh, yeah. Appropriately, right? Appropriately. So remember that. How about number three? Seek respect, not attention. It lasts longer. Now, I love this one. And can I say, you Southern women know exactly what I mean. Okay. So there is a lot of certain types of attention out there that are not good attention, right? Can we yes. can we say there's good mm-hmm. attention and there's bad attention? If you need an example, just look at Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> okay? absolutely. All right. I, especially my heart's been bleeding lately for, for certain, the youth of America, especially the women that are putting things out there on Facebook. But they probably, you know, five, 10 years from now are going to wish that they had not yes. put out there. So remember, guys, respect is lasting. Attention is not. Right. Okay. Number four. How about this? Even the most beautiful people wake up with bedhead. (laughs) And I'm I'm telling y'all right now, and guys, you tell your women this too. Perfection is an illusion, right? Have you ever seen those tabloid magazines where they show like they catch celebrities like standing in line, like buying dental floss at Walgreens? (laughs) And you'll come and you're like... Oh, that's who a is good that? morning for me. Who is that? <laughs> right? Yeah, well, probably. But they don't look perfect. They don't. No. They really don't. Number five, you should be a priority, not a backup plan. We got to take care of ourselves. This is the old airplane oxygen mask scenario. You know how they say if you're traveling with a child and you, you lose pressure in the cabin, the air masks drop down, mm-hmm. the oxygen mask. You're not supposed to put your mask on your child first. You're supposed to put it on yourself first. And then turn and put it on your child. Yes. That is so that you don't lose consciousness before you're able to help your child. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So you got to take care of yourself so that you can take care of everybody else. Right? Yes. That means, you know, sometimes you need that massage. Wise words. (laughs) Sometimes you need that facial. Yes. (laughs) Now, for every woman, number six, who wishes she did not have a stretch mark, and there's a lot of us out there, there is always a woman who wishes that she did. 
Okay, so this is really a much bigger issue, and it kind of plays into that whole concept of we want what we don't have. It could be children. It could be job, a certain type of spouse, your you know, children, certainly house, houses, clothes, adventures. You know, we look and we compare ourselves continually. Mm-hmm. And social media has really, really fed into mm-hmm. this. Because let me tell you, folks, what you're seeing on social media on your friend's Facebook pages that is that is best case scenario. Yeah, that is the best case dolled up and yeah. prettyfied for yeah, you. Nobody's putting their real, you know, Absolutely. stuff out there. <laughs> they'd, they'd get unfriended. <laughs> Everybody would unfriend them. Now, how about this? Always trust your womanly instinct. Now, I am a big believer in the power of womanly instinct. Now, I'm not saying you guys, Nick, don't have a little instinct of your own. Well, you have that that that, that mama bear instinct true. inside of you. It's so true. Every woman has it. Yes. Every woman has absolutely. it. Absolutely. Guys, if you have, and particularly women and guys that have women that they love, there's a book I, I absolutely adore. It's called, it's written by Gavin DeBecker, and it's called The Gift of Fear. And he talks in there about listening to that still small voice. That, that speaks to you, right? He gives a couple of instances in this book where women were ended up being in terribly dangerous uh, situations mm. because they did not listen to that still small voice. voice. You know, uh, one one example they give is a, a woman who was attacked, and and when the when the gentleman had come up to her in the parking lot and offered to help her carry her her grocery bags up to her apartment, everything in her told her she should say no. That still small voice was telling her she should say no. But you know, women guys, a lot of times we were raised to be sweet, which means we may. Ignore those womanly instincts, okay? It's okay to stand up for yourself and say no when appropriate, Absolutely. right? How about number eight? We all have that friend who seems to have it all together. Now, that's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> if your girlfriend, if you think your girlfriend has it all together, you are wrong and she's lying. You don't know her that well. <laughs> you don't know her. <laughs> well. That brings us back to the whole Facebook social media. Facebook lies. Oh, yes. Facebook lies, right? No one has it all together. Right. Relieve yourself of that feeling of inadequacy, thinking that everybody else, maybe they don't have the exact life you do. Right. But but maybe they've got four other things Mm -hmm. that are not good that you don't have. Their problems are not your problems, but they may have just as many. Right. But they just have different ones. Exactly. This is very true. Except for you, Nick. You're practically perfect. (laughs) Now, how about number nine? It's not how big or clean the house is. It's how happy the home is. I do believe this. Mm-hmm. And can I give you three quick tips for a happy home? Number one, get off the computer occasionally. Get off social media occasionally. Engage with your children. Look them in the eyes. You know, I saw a family at, at Firehouse Subs last week. All four of them were on their cell phones mm-hmm. eating their dinner, Stuff. not saying a word to each other. Sit down for dinner. And like I said, put away the cell phone. Mm-hmm. Be amazed what good that will do for family dynamic. Yeah, sitting around a conversation over some good food out of Jenny's yeah. cookbooks and you're mm-hmm. set. I know, right? It's a recipe for success. <laughs> Thank you for that plug. You're I welcome. do appreciate that. <laughs> okay, number 10. Listen to this, ladies. And I want you to believe this, okay? When someone tells you you're beautiful, believe them. They mean it. This is something, for some reason, I don't know why it is, sometimes certain women, including myself at times, just aren't very good at accepting a compliment. You know, we want to qualify it or dismiss it or, oh, you know, uh, explain it away, right? Why do we always want to believe the negative feedback we get and yet we diminish or dismiss, you know, the compliments or the positive feedback that we get? Believe it, okay? 
Don't beat yourself up. <laughs> if someone tell ladies, if someone tells you you're awesome, believe it because you are. Yes. In your own special way. Absolutely. Right. Positively. None of us are perfect. None of us. None of us are. Right. That's but just you're a reality for somebody. I know. Right. Mm-hmm. As I tell my husband, I said he's. I said you're like Mary Poppins. You're practically perfect in every way. <laughs> Not 100 percent, but almost. <laughs> well, ladies, we'd love to hear your feedback, gentlemen, too. If you have any more ideas for pearls of wisdom for Southern women, email us at radio at southernsistershome.com. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Show. Now, with your Southern narrative, sharing stories from around the South, here is your host, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Want to talk Southern? From Stop Dressing Your Six-Year-Old Like a Skank by Celia Rivenbark. I had to call the phone company after a small hurricane passed through, ripped the line down, and left it in a mangled mess on my deck. This didn't go well. See, I live in North Carolina, and the phone company representative, who for some inane reason began every sentence with, Now, Miss Rivendy Barkey, we understand that you are frustrated while simultaneously adding to my frustration, was elsewhere, like Bangladore. Now, there's nothing or anything wrong with that, necessarily. Some of my best friends are Bangaloreans. <laughs> okay, not really. I'm from the South, where when we say, the phone line's down and y'all need to get a truck over here to put it back up, this is somehow greeted by the Bangaloreans as completely unreliable. Miss Rivendity Barkety, she said, Have you considered that perhaps the phone is unplugged or there is a problem with the, uh, sound of shuffling translation guides? Jack inside the, uh, shuffling again, abode? I distinctly remember grabbing an unopened bottle of wine at this point and considered banging it open on the side of the kitchen counter, thus bypassing the more time-consuming corkscrew method. I don't live in an abode. I live in a house. A house without any telephone service. And my name is not Rivendity Barkety. Miss Rivendy Barkety, now I do understand that you are frustrated. Ugh. Long story short, I finally convinced my foreign friend on the far side of the world that I really did have enough sense to recognize a tattered phone line on the ground. She had finally agreed to believe me, and we all gave peace a chance. The next morning, a fabulous crew from the local phone company showed up in whipping reins and got her done. I was thinking about this because I just learned that my southern hometown is now a major call center for Verizon, a telecommunications giant, whose name actually comes from the Latin very, which means bladder, and zun, which means elongated. Oh, I don't care. It sounds cool. Anywho, the funny part is that here we are, in the Deep South, and we're the call center servicing, get this, metropolitan New York City. What elongated bladder genius thought this would be a good match? Here's an example. New York caller. My phone's broken, and you need to fix it today. Us. Today? Do what? New York caller. Yes, today, Gomer, I'm a very busy and important person wearing way too much hair product. Us. I understand your uh, frustration. New York caller. 
I'll give you something to be frustrated about. I'll get the grits out of your mouth and fix my phone. Us. I bet you wouldn't talk like that in front of your mama. Click. Thing is, we don't talk like the rest of the country, and we're frankly relieved. above all else. Southerners despise bad news and loathe sharing it without some gloss. We invented that classic joke about the beloved cat that was killed while his owner was away from home. It's the one where the neighbor bluntly says, your cat's dead. And his devastated Southern friend says, couldn't you tell me nicer? Ease me into it? Tell me the cat got up on the roof and then tumbled down and died instantly and without any undue suffering. A few weeks later, the same neighbor is forced to relay some bad news again. Remembering his friend's request, he begins, Well, see, your grandma was on the roof. (laughs) This near-pathological avoidance of bad news has led to such famous southernisms as using the late unpleasantness to describe the war between the states. We don't just come right out and say something. We have to cozy up to it, like the cat to the milk jar. One of the best examples of classic Southern understatement is found in the word unfortunate, which in the South can describe anything from losing all one's earthly possessions in a house fire. Example, Selma and Jim Bob experienced a most unfortunate fire to describing your exceedingly homely girl cousin as having a most unfortunate nose. Unfortunate, you'll notice, is usually paired with most for the purpose of emphasis. Don't use very or you will be revealed to be the outsider that you truly are and told to go back to sprinkling sugar on your grits and similar abominations. Here's a quick checklist for do's and don'ts down south. No thanks are necessary. It's thanks enough that I'm able to help you. Now here, don't say use. Practice saying y'all, y'alls, or y'allses without sneering. Get over yourself. Number two, don't discuss how much money you make or how much you paid for your leaf blower, stand mixer, lawn tractor, shoes, and so on. Southerners don't do that because it's tacky. Number three, Do realize that tacky is the worst label that can be applied to any person, behavior, or event in the South. As in, Mama said Raylene's bridal shower coming three months after she had the baby was as tacky as those Sam's Club's mints she served right out of the carton. Number four, don't criticize our driving. We know where the turn lane is and what it's for. We're just messing with you. Don't accuse us of being thin-skinned or lacking a sense of humor. We laugh plenty behind your back. Do remember that barbecue is a noun, never a verb, and it's a holy noun at that. Don't question the superiority of Atlantic Coast Conference basketball. This could lead to a most unfortunate coma. And of course, as is often the case, we in the South can be our own worst enemy. I recently learned that there is a course being taught at the University of South Carolina that helps Southerners lose their accents. Can you believe it? My ox is gored, my tater fried, and yes, the red has been licked off my candy. 
You see, I have a dog in this fight. The notion that you should try to get rid of your southernisms makes me madder in a wet setting hen. The professor, Erica Tobolsky, said that she is teaching her students how to stop talking southern and start using standard American dialect, or appropriately, SAD for short. This way, we can all sound exactly alike. Isn't that just gooder in grits and finer in frog's hair? Of course it's not. The truth is, I wouldn't give Mrs. Tobolsky air if and she was trapped in a jug. Which it sounds to me like she may have been for some time. How else do you explain such oxygen-deprived plum foolishness? I swear if that woman's brains were dynamite, an explosion wouldn't even ruffle her hair on a windy day. Many students come to see me because they want to sound less country, Ms. Tobolsky told the Associated Press. They want to be able to turn their native southern accent on and off so it doesn't embarrass them when they travel or go on job interviews. Y'all want to know what embarrasses me? That any right-thinking daughter or son of Dixie would sign up for this insulting course. Do we really want to sign like the you've got mail guy or the android who tells us to press one for customer service? Answer me, do we? No, we don't. I have a friend who travels to the Northeast a lot on business. She's a high-powered, successful executive, and she takes pride in her Southern accent. Going toe-to-toe with Boston lawyers on their turf, she refers to them as y'all, but they have learned that to question her brain power would just prove that they're the ones dumber in a sack of hammers. What we need to do is celebrate our accent and never, ever try to change it. If we try to get rid of it so others will think better of us, we will have lost our Southern soul, trading the essence of ourselves for what? So take that course if you must, but don't be surprised if you end up spending your empty little life stumbling around just as lost and prone to misery as a blind horse in a pumpkin patch. Y'all know I'm right. You're listening to the Southern Sisters radio program, the show for Southern women and the men who adore you. And I have to tell you, we just enjoy so much each week getting to share our Southern narrative with you. The South is so rich and full of diverse culture and and amazing stories. If you have a suggestion for a Southern narrative, a short story you'd like for us to share on the air, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at radio at southernsistershome.com. So just shoot us an email. We would love to hear your suggestions. Also, I definitely think we should give away a cookbook this week. Yeah, why not? Yeah. How about a copy of my latest cookbook, Seasons in the South, full of 400 gorgeous photographs, Southern stories, quotes, little anecdotes and reflections on Southern culture. What should we make him do to get a cookbook? Um, I'm trying to think. It's got to be something. Uh, <laughs> How about just email me and ask yeah. for it? Is that enough? <laughs> email but you gotta me. you got to be polite. That's right. Once again, guys, radio at southernsistershome.com. You know, the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving. Right around we're, the corner. Because we're leading up to it. I'm so interested in hearing what some of your favorite traditional 
Thanksgiving recipes are, mm-hmm. maybe your your wonderful Thanksgiving traditions, things that you do in your family. We would love to hear from you, and we would love to also share those thoughts and ideas on the air. So once again, email us, radio at southernsistershome.com. And then go to our website, southernsistershome.com. Folks, we have got the most gorgeous Southern-made products there for you, gorgeous table linens, all of my cookbooks. We're going to do something special for our listeners of the Southern Sisters radio program. If you go there anytime between now and Thanksgiving, you can get 40% off your entire purchase on the site. Wow. Go poke around and check it out. Just enter promo code THANKSGIVING at checkout. Oh, boy. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. 40%. That's a good deal. Have a great week, folks. We'll see you next Saturday.